0: Anna Winter asked Oprah to lose 20 pounds to be on the cover of Vogue magazine. Is that faux or fashion? Okay, I know
1: I remember seeing Andre tally on something, and was it Work
2: It's Super Bowl Sunday as I'm recording this, not when you're listening to this, but JLo and Shakira have just finished their shimmies, which means it's almost New York Fashion Week. I remember New York Fashion Week season 2013 when I was working in fashion PR and assisting with show production. My coworkers and I were watching Beyonce's first Super Bowl performance from the office because seating charts had to be color coordinated at nine o'clock at night fun times. On this episode of the Fashion League podcast, Kendra Hansen O'Carfor came to the studio to talk about fitness and fashion. We bonded over our Barbizon Modeling School experiences and embracing our height at an early age. She talked about her modeling career and then being the special projects editor at Oprah Magazine and her latest entrepreneurial endeavor as the owner of the Iconoclast Fitness Studio. A-listers like Jennifer Lopez, Brooke Shields, and Helena Christensen pop in to get fit with personal trainers, including Kendra's husband, two-time Golden Glove boxing champion, Ingo Kofor. I haven't received my big orange box Ivy Park delivery as yet. As yet.
0: Hi, Kendra. Hi. I haven't seen you since we left Oprah Mag. It's been at least a year, if not more. So let's start from the beginning. Where did you grow up and what did you want to be when you were growing up?
1: So I am born and raised Cincinnati, Ohio, Midwest. And gosh, I wanted to be so many things when I was a kid from a babysitter, like, I mean, I, just, I saw a movie that was like, it seemed like babysitting was fun, Adventures in Babysitting. Was it Babysitters Club? And no, it was, I read those books, but it was the movie Adventures in Babysitting, okay. where like Elizabeth Shoe has these kids, they go to Manhattan. There's this whole like comic book thing. Anyway, it seemed fun. And then I wanted to be um, an obstetrician okay. when I was in the third grade.
0: Who told you that? <laughs> Long story short, I want to be a doctor. Is what all the other kids. Are yeah, like. I want to be an obstetrician.
1: Wanted to be an obstetrician. Got like a set of scrubs, the whole thing. Um, I discovered I wanted to be that after watching a Cosby Show episode. I, there was some doctor on there. It seemed cool. I, I don't know, like TV. I was yes. influenced a lot by television. Yes, everyone. Is. And then I wanted to be Naomi Campbell, and. I think I think you did a bit of that. (laughs) Kind of all over the place, but yeah, a little bit of everything.
0: Do you feel like you followed one of those childhood career options? I
1: try to. I feel like I am more aligned with Naomi Campbell in the sense (laughs) that— She is, guys. She is. (laughs) Thank you. I, I started modeling at a young age primarily for self-esteem reasons. In the third grade, I had a really beautiful music teacher, uh, Mrs. Smith, who noticed that I would, like, slouch and sort of keep my head down and tried to, like, shrink myself. And I'll never forget, she told my mom, she said, listen, you know, I noticed Kendra doesn't really have great self esteem. She seems a little unsure, insecure about her height. I teach music at Barbazon modeling school. I don't know mm-hmm. if anybody's heard of Barbazan. It's like Ohio thing. No, no it's not, right was it? it? Okay, have you I heard of it? I know Okay, so Barbazan
0: Specifically their thing, there's like they teach you about self confidence yes. and etiquette. Yes. Like I All feel like that. I did that when I was eight years old. Like I had to learn how to use Walk. Dining, yes, stuff.
1: So dining etiquette, how to walk (laughs) downstairs. Yeah, exactly. How to walk downstairs properly. How to keep your posture straight. All these really cool things. And so I started doing that in the third grade. And from there, I really fell in love with being the tall girl. And I didn't early on.
0: I thought I was the only one. Listen, I (laughs) enjoyed being being so tall.
1: I hated it at first, and then I'm like, yes, like I'm bigger than everyone. No, I loved it. I loved the view. You know, I had like a lot of shoes. I didn't have to worry about going to a shoe store and my stuff being sold out at a young age. I could always get like the dopest sneakers or whatever I wanted in my size. And it was really her and the Barbizon modeling school that I started modeling. And I did it all the way through from elementary school to the reason why I came to New York initially.
0: When did you get to New York?
1: Three months after September 11th.
0: Oh, what brought you here, though? What were you planning to do in New York?
1: So I senior year of high school while everyone was meeting with their guidance counselors and like trying to figure out school loans applications I was just like no I'm gonna be Naomi Campbell because
0: like <laughs> look at me <laughs> no, not even it was just
1: more so look like at her, what like I'm just Why like I we? don't want to go to college and I've been doing modeling and I did it well on a local level that I, I'm like, yeah sure I'll go to New York with nine million people and be a supermodel <laughs> but in my mind I was like it's possible it's gonna happen and so I came with, there was me and four other girls from my town, Cincinnati, also from Lexington, Kentucky. Our agency from Ohio placed us with agencies wow. here. We all were at the same agency. We all lived in the same, like, model's apartment. And you had a model's we apartment? Had a, model's apartments. yes. Like, this is stuff you read about. I, it's like, uh, maybe I'll write a book one day. It's surreal. There are agencies, different agencies own different properties, different apartments, and they'll take a studio and put two sets of bunk beds, maybe even three sets of bunk beds with four to six girls, and we each pay a significant amount. It was like $750 per girl. Oh, shut so up. So it was like a hustle on the agency parts, yeah. and then, you know, you're, you're you're basically paying $750 for a bunk bed, which it is New York, I get it. That is seems about right, but just in 2001, mm, I don't insane. think studios cost that much money, but... All that being said, I came here with a group of girls to start modeling. And after September 11th happened, there were a lot of management companies in lower Manhattan specifically that were trying to incentivize people to come back downtown and to rent there or to live there. And so they gave the agencies a
0: big discount. And so they were making bank. They were making
1: bank. And I was like a few blocks away from the site and there was still, it was so sad. The, the cleanup process was still sort of happening. There was soot everywhere. We would come home and be covered. And the bottom line is, I. Thought I was going to be Naomi Campbell. I got on a plane to be Naomi Campbell. I did not end up being Naomi Campbell. And then but I had what a lot happened? Of great when did
0: you realize that you weren't going to be Naomi Campbell? And what did you do?
1: I realized I wasn't going to be Naomi Campbell because there were thousands of girls who also <laughs> were aspiring to be Naomi Campbell. And as much as I love the fashion industry. Or even the modeling industry it's just not as diverse as a lot of different industries. But specifically, if you're going for a booking, there's probably two slots for minorities. Still. Still. And there are thousands of girls who want those two spots. So I was a bit naive about the competitiveness of the industry. However... Sometimes naivety is good. It, you listen, I... I'm glad I went when I was older. I know girls, and I lived with girls who were much younger, who would come in on a Friday, and they would leave Sunday night to go back to school and just... I I just felt like I was stronger, more confident and had a a better sense of self that I was just like, I I recognize I would say within two years, mama's got to get a job. (laughs) Yeah. Mama's got to take modeling and make that into a hobby Mm -hmm. and then find something that was more sustainable. So modeling
0: became your side hustle.
1: Yes. And then. Love a side hustle. Must, (laughs) must, must have a side hustle.
0: So what was your nine to five, I would say? With modeling, I'd
1: been doing it since, like I said, I was a kid and I saved my money and I was super, super thrilled about the opportunities locally. Like I would do like mall shows and then I would travel a little bit to New York and I had to figure out what my lane was going to be because for fashion, you had to be really, really thin and I was not really, really thin. And... I did a lot of beauty stuff, mm-hmm. and beauty pays more money. They the have
0: the money. They're the so main could advertisers. So you keep your fashion
1: and your editorials. I could still do beauty a couple of times a month, and then I started looking for my next job, which kind of let me into fitness. Fitness and modeling kind of went hand-in-hand, hand, right? You kind of have to look and stay in shape. I had lived with a girl who was a dope model from Kentucky. She was killing it campaigns fashion photography commercials at the time and I'm sure models still do you could afford to have a personal trainer so she had a trainer she came home one day we lived together she came home one day she said listen I'm training with this guy he just opened a gym he's looking for staff you should go and check it out Mind you, I was on my second interview to being a key food cashier, which okay. I was happy about, okay? Yeah. Like, no shame in my game. Like, work work where you need to work. Do what you need to do. Like, I am not above any job. So anyway, I was this close to being hired as a key food cashier when she came home and told me about this gym with this owner who trained, like, Natalie Portman and Kate Hudson and all these, like, fancy people. And I was like, okay, I'll meet them. And I met him and... The rest is history.
0: How did you end up being the special projects editor at Oprah Magazine?
1: You know, with anything else, I think specifically in New York, it's who you know, it's timing, it's opportunity. I used to run one of the top gyms in America here in New York City called Peak Performance. We were we opened in 2003. We closed in 2015. And that is where I went in as like my side hustle. I worked there for two years, became the GM, and then I ran it until 2015. And we had the dopest clientele. From tastemakers to editors to lawyers to just celebrities, some high-profile clients. And I really nurtured and built a lot of relationships with these people that you would see sometimes four or five times a week. And in getting getting to know them and talking to them, they just always would say, like, let's stay in touch, you know, let's work together at some point. My husband, he's also in the fitness industry, and he has a great clientele. Specifically, creative director of Oprah Magazine. And there was a girl there who was special project editor at the time who was going on maternity leave. And peak performance had closed and I was sort of in between opportunities. And he told my husband, like, listen, you know, you should have your wife call or emailed someone, I think this would be a great fit for her. Never meeting me, but just because he loved and respected my husband and my husband has, like, the the most amazing work ethic, he trusted his relationship with my husband enough to give me a chance to meet someone at the magazine, to interview and see if I could step in temporarily. That's amazing. Yeah. It's just, like, if you work hard and if you're a good person, I think with opportunity and with some luck... If you step in and you do a good job, you can find your new career unexpectedly. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I was going to be there for three months. (laughs) I ended up being there for two years. Yeah, It's like the surprise of a lifetime, but it was such, it was, it was cool. So yeah, that's how I ended up at the magazine.
0: I remember you being in charge of Oprah's favorite things. Mm-hmm. What was that like? What were your favorite moments of working there and doing that project?
1: It was, I love a list. So Virgo. <laughs> <laughs> and there was four to 500 things on that list. It There was something cool about seeing how, The selections happened, right, like them curating all these different types of products from different categories, from beauty to technology to home. And narrowing that down, which was fun being a process of sort of testing all that stuff Mm -hmm. out and then how they presented that to Oprah and being a part of that sort of edit and then taking it to a production site. Wait a minute. This is the longest answer. Favorite thing about favorite thing is (laughs) the damn list. Seeing where the list started, hundreds and hundreds of items, they start sourcing that stuff. Now, you know, they would travel to different markets and they would talk to different people, and they were constantly getting this sort of influx from regular folk too who mm-hmm. wanted to have their items considered. So, I uh, and then I was mostly surprised because I'm just like, that's like Oprah's favorite thing. Like, Oprah's not really picking this stuff when you don't work there. And you're thinking, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, like who has time? She's Oprah, no. and it was the, the surprise and delight of a lifetime to be on set with. Her and Gail and Adam and see Oprah pick her, her actually pick her favorite things. Yeah. yeah. And some things made it and some things didn't. And that was awesome to see in real life is their dynamic. And then also, like, it is Oprah's favorite things, y'all. Like, it is her stuff.
0: I think my favorite thing, what you just mentioned, is that they consider Ordinary people. Right. Like, so, you know, dreams come
1: true. If you have something that you think is amazing, try to get it there because there is someone in that magazine that may consider it. Now, don't hold me to that if you don't receive a phone call or an email. Back. I'm just <laughs> saying, you know, you should try. But yeah, it was intense. It was an intense process lots of emails. My role had to also manage the legal contracts of all of the people that did make it to the list, Mm -hmm. working closely with the Amazon team and also the winners. The magazine's so great to give a complete set of all of Oprah's favorite things. I think when I was there, it was between eight to 13 people that got everything. So I just thought that that was amazing. And I also got to be the person to tell them mm-hmm. that they won Oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah yeah, and so those phone calls were so much fun also I got a lot of people who are like give me a like this is not real mm-hmm. I would FaceTime yeah. from the office just mm-hmm. be like no oh, listen this is I'm not here me now. calling you from a creepy basement I'm actually an employee and yeah here is Adam so you can see and here are the favorite <laughs> things we had them wrapped I would even show them so yeah that I'm gonna say that was
0: my favorite part that a favorite thing. amazing. Winner
1: notification.
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah, I can't imagine the type of energy. Like I just won all of a- <laughs> you know, <laughs>
1: no, no. like a mattress and a bike. It's incredible. The value and then also the function of a lot of those things. Like, who doesn't want a foot massager? You I know? remember
0: that foot massager. It was like my I second just... favorite part was testing Oprah's favorite uh, thing. Oh yeah, the food. Oh yeah, you guys the had, had the food. The food, cakes, the conference room. pies. That's yeah. my third favorite. Part. <laughs> I th- my I second. So many. My <laughs> second favorite part is just the foot massager. Yes,
1: yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say first is winner notification. Second is the testing, and then the third is being on set. And seeing them turn this studio into a winter wonderland and seeing Oprah be Oprah. I even got to stand in as her lighting, like they lit me for her, which is something that I'm going to tell, you know, everyone that I know.
0: So how did you decide to jump into entrepreneurship?
1: I I have been working since I was a kid and modeling is one of those things where you are self-employed. Whatever you're doing, from fit modeling to beauty to fashion, you are your own business. Mm-hmm. And I had to learn at a young age how to take care of my taxes, how to save money. How do you do that? What agency fees. You know, <laughs> it, well, age in our <H&R> block <laughs> for your taxes when you're young. Um, and then you get somebody a little bit. You get someone else to sort of help you with that when you get older. But for me, it was just like being... Like I am my own business and treating my modeling as its own business, paying taxes, being mindful of contracts. I was signing contracts at a young age. All those things prepared me to and also just kind of like working on your own, like being able to set your own. No, let me not say that because that's not true. You don't get to set your own schedule, but. It affords you the opportunity to work as much as you like or work as little as you like. There's some flexibility. There's some flexibility, which I like about being an entrepreneur. So for modeling, but I like being an employee, too. I will say, like, I am flexible when it comes to making money. So whether it's my own business or if I am helping another business thrive, I'm here for it as long as it meets my deeper needs financially and spiritually and emotionally. Blah blah blah. To get to your question, <laughs> <All those> great- <laughs> this Virgo, I cannot like I'm the most long-winded answer. No, I love a long-winded <sighs> answer. What 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 are you saying? What?
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> You talked about having an entrepreneurial spirit Mm -hmm. along. What has owning a gym taught you?
1: Because I ran a gym for 10 plus years, it feels so similar, except for my husband and I are literally financially and legally (laughs) responsible. (laughs) For this business, whereas I could clock in, do my thing and clock out and not worry about it. But you have to eat, breathe, sleep your business and everything is your responsibility from the vibe to the community, to the air conditioning, to, I mean, water. Like, I just, you don't realize how many nuances there are to operating your own facility or owning owning your own facility so it's just it's just like it has just deepened my work ethic like I just it is a 24 hours a day seven days a week it's it, I'm happy to do it because like I said it, it's hours and it feels good to grind for yourself that's what it's taught me It's just it's non-stop Michaela <laughs> nonstop. there's no clocking out Especially we are a year and some change old and we're in the first quarter of a new year. And this is our busiest quarter because everybody feels guilty about what they did over the holidays. And everyone sort of has this like new year, new me. And, you know, we are busy. Just everything from emails to new clients to existing clients to PR. How do you deal with
0: how do you deal with emails? Are you a inbox zero person. never okay now I, I don't
1: know what that life is like I don't now. like it I don't I,
0: understand why you would pursue that there's right? so much spam and unnecessary emails yeah. it's like why would you yeah. ever
1: I have separate accounts so I love being organized so there is a personal account there's a work account the work account has a lot of different subfolders and I just I love a filter so I do as much as I can and the rest has to roll over to the next day. So never at a zero. I aspire to be at maybe twenty or below oh, one okay. day. Yeah. But it's just not in my journey. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. You know, the the <laughs> Yeah, you know, like the beauty is it's like if
0: I don't get to it, like, hey Ingo. You know, <laughs> I'm gonna
1: forward you something really quickly if you could just
0: Do you have any beauty hacks for people working out because Mm. for me, I know that I try to get my workout in before my husband goes to work and it's just like a struggle for me to do anything with my face.
1: (laughs) (sighs) I love, first of all, I I love a face spray, Mm -hmm. right? Like a rose water toner or any sort of toner. I love a quick little spritz if you don't have time to wash your face. I love that. Um, I love a matte lip that doesn't move. You uh, have hello. A great, yes. Look at this lip. I am a red lip fit. I, that used to be a hashtag I tried to build on. It, it didn't work out. But no, keep I doing believe it. red lip fit, hashtag red lip fit. And I love a lipstick that is matte that will stay because I just need, I call it coffee for the face. I just mm-hmm. need to feel like I'm awake. Yeah. And so a face spray. A great lip color never hurts. If you don't like lip color, a great little lip balm, waterproof mascara, just to feel alive, and then dry shampoo. Dry shampoo. Dry shampoo.
0: I I don't use dry shampoo. You know, things get
1: oily. So if you have a bang that you're working with, or if you have layers that are normally in your face, and you don't want, I, you just want to sort of freshen it up and dry it out without using heat, dry shampoo. It will. absorb the oil yes and it would get heavy right from the moisture yes dry shampoo that was many eons ago for me. if you're going to do a bang bobby pin it and then when you're done you spray some dry shampoo you move it around a little bit and you're fresh yes dry shampoo facial spray a great lip color that you like and deodorant I mean, (laughs) I mean, listen, I just and not the uh, you know, to each his our no, 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 don't you dare disparage for the natural. I use (sighs) native deodorant. Can you text me and send me a screenshot of that, please? Because I it it is I'm trying. I have Arm and Hammer that I've been using. No, all of that is. But I'm going to send you a picture. It's my thing is like, listen, if it doesn't cut the B.O., what I, I will say I,
0: is that it takes a while to transition I don't from have, uh, no. You know, no. <laughs> it takes some time to transition from regular aluminum based deodorants okay. to a natural deodorant. What I will recommend is that you use something like Tom's or, or something. stay at home and work out. <laughs> Or stay at
1: home and work out Something until your body's
0: natural chemistry. Deodorant. Just take some <laughs> elements okay. out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One ingredient at a time is what okay. i say. And then you can be at native and just okay, not be funky. Listen, listen send I, it
1: to me. Send me a picture. I I, I have not met a natural deodorant.
0: Did that you smell me? I did do not. But let's go to a. I ran two miles this morning. Yeah. and five miles on Sunday. Oh, <laughs> I'm working. Listen, up. I'm
1: working. I, up. I okay. Then I stand I corrected. Yeah, Kendra has not found <laughs> something that is compatible and with my chemistry
0: just yet but i you no, know in the I meantime so many not even native alone i just can't remember Tom's what i was using before trash yeah but i was saying use that yeah. working up to a true natural okay deodorant. okay yeah
1: i yeah So then, okay, so natural or, like, you know, live your life. Um, No judgment. I just, for me specifically, you know, your girls do an arm and hammer, which is about as natural as I can get, their version, and, you know, some degree. I wear dude's deodorant, so I don't know what's happened after having a couple of kids, my chemistry, but I'm, you know...
0: There's no. what do you put induced deodorant except like different fragrance or something? Really? I don't. I don't think there's I, a lot of difference. Do we have to check the I mean, ingredients? Yeah, I'm yeah. not a chemist. <laughs> I'm not,
1: I just know Degree Men's Sport has been my BFF for a while. Okay. Um, more so than like a Secret, you know, Powder Fresh. For the ladies.
0: You know what deodorant I always wanted to use, and I never got the opportunity because my mom was like, no. What? Teen Spirit.
2: Do Do you you guys remember remember Teen Spirit? Teen Spirit.
0: Wait. Wasn't it like a light green? I don't remember. I just remember seeing a commercial. And I wanted Teen Spirit, and my mom was like, first of all, (laughs) (laughs) no. (laughs) Second of all, are you ready to play faux or fashion? Okay. Okay. So I'm going to ask you some questions. You're going to tell me if it's a faux story or a fashion story. So if it's a faux story, it's not real. It's a fake story that I just made up out of my head. Okay. If it's a fashion story, it's true based in fact. I didn't make it up. It's from some actual news source. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Our forever first lady, Michelle Obama, posted her 2020 workout playlist, Which of the following songs was not included on her playlist? Before I Let You Go by Beyonce, Yummy by Justin Bieber, or Press by Cardi B. Which one of these was not on the playlist?
1: I'm going to go with Press by Cardi B.
0: Mm Incorrect. Ah, Was it (laughs) Bieber? Definitely on there, yeah. It Ah. was (laughs) the Bieber song.
1: I love that song. I I, I just You I mean, love- press, press 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 I just I, you know
0: I I didn't, dang. You like yummy? I your- do.
1: I I love all three but press press I just currently I, kind of, I just didn't see You know, I just included Yummy
0: just as a dig to Justin Bieber because his social media team like put out all these ways to get his streaming numbers up just to knock out Roddy Rush. I know. And I listened to that song. I know.
1: But I love how he tweeted, like, listen, like, I love your song, but this is going to be number one. Better luck next time. I mean, he didn't say that. I'm paraphrasing, but I, I just it was aggressive. I didn't even like, you know, if you like on this photo X amount of times I'll release my album by Christmas. Like, dude, that just was a great release strategy it, for You strategy know?
0: for everyone else to do for the songs. They actually. Yeah, liked. I just you didn't, the video. You I'm not here for the pressure. No. Don't
1: pressure me. I like to buy what I want to buy when I want to buy it, okay? No, but Michelle Bieber.
0: had a really great playlist. Did you see it? I did see it. I did not look at every song clearly. It. I looked at every song. <laughs> I did not look at every song. Coffee was on there, so I'm not Jamaican. this. Jamaican. Uh, like, yeah.
2: <laughs> Coffee.
0: Okay, next. Anna Wintour asked Oprah to lose 20 pounds to be on the cover of Vogue magazine. Is that faux or fashion? Okay, I know... I remember
1: seeing... Andre Leon Talley, on something. And was it? Yes.
0: yes. For true. True? This is true. True. Yes. Yes. Okay, so for the 1998 cover, Oprah was the cover star. And Wintour actually admitted to saying this to Oprah to, to suggest. Okay? Mm-hmm. It was a suggestion. Mm-hmm. And this was a quote. I went to Chicago to visit Oprah and I suggested that it might be an idea Mm -hmm. that she lose a little bit of weight before she appeared in the magazine. She was a trooper. She totally welcomed the idea. She went on a very stringent diet. It was one of our most successful covers ever. But it would have been
1: anyway. I'm just saying. (laughs) Uh, I recall seeing... um, Andre Leon Talley on something I don't, know, I don't know if it was like Watch What Happened Live or, or some show where like they were kind of known for suggesting folks lose some weight. Mm-hmm. I remember with I said Jennifer Hudson. Jennifer Hudson was on the cover. I don't Not on the, on the cover. cover ever, but just sort of like they would take no, it upon themselves to sort of mentor like the the newest like up and coming Katie starlets. Perry.
0: She said she went on a diet for 3 months leading up to it. She was like on a juice I, yeah, cleanse or something. Yeah.
1: Guys, these Quick fixes are do are just not sustainable, and it's just you know nothing will replace hard work and dedication. Like it, 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 you truly, truly are doing your body an injustice by these sort of quick loss in diet. And trust me, take it from someone who did the cabbage. Pat, or not cabbage patch the cabbage soup diet and <laughs> what took is a the lot of cabbage soup diet when so modeling gosh like you know you get these cabbage things where people soup. are like oh you're so great at, at a size four you would work even more as a size two and it's like the pressure the pressure the pressure so I chose to try these quick fixes and so the cabbage soup diet is legit it's like cabbage. You boil cabbage in water with like celery, no seasoning, and that is all you eat. Okay? All you eat and drink for five to seven days. I fainted. Oh, Lord. I lost one hip. Okay? (laughs)
0: Like, just on one side. To this day, just
1: on one side. (laughs) OK, That's not one side, not even like exactly. It's like the right hip is still there. The left, it just, you know, and it's just I remember my mom was like, are you tilted? I'm like, no, I'm standing straight like I'm looking at you straight on. She's like, um. oh, so, my word. It, and, you know, and then a week later I had a Big Mac and it was just all back. It, the, the point is. Well, you look good diet. for the cover. That's- <laughs> I know. Exactly. The next short day. Short term. Short term. I still would not recommend a cabbage soup <laughs> diet. However, if you are being super mindful about certain foods and not drinking and limiting certain things, fine. Three months? I did the cayenne you know, pepper
0: diet. The what, Beyonce. Is that the lemonade? Yeah, the Beyonce. But you- what she did for Dream Girls. I was skinny like Beyonce. For how long? (laughs) For Miami Beach. (laughs) Okay, so fine.
1: Just not for a long period of time. It's just like it does so much harm to your body. You can get to where you want to be with some time, fitness, mindfulness, you know, around what you're eating. And yeah, like I said, Oprah would have sold that cover regardless. I really feel like Katy Perry would have as well. I just think it's like their thing. To pressure people To pressure people, yeah. I still like Vogue, but... I'm not here for the pressure,
0: Justin, Bieber, and under Anna. Pressure. I'm a fan pressure.
1: regardless. Like, let me live. we have a theme here. Yeah, the <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. The last question. So you, you have one. one. So if you get this last question correct, then okay, you win. Yay. Okay. What do I win?
1: <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love that. Okay. Listen, listen. I love positive reinforcement. I will take an applause.
0: Adele's personal trainer revealed... That the singer's drastic weight loss diet was restricted at only 1,000 calories and included red wine and coffee. So 1,000 calories a day is what Adele, the singer, mm-hmm. had to lose, I think, 60 pounds. mm mm-hmm. And she was also able to have red wine and coffee. Okay. Fake news. That's totally real. Okay, this is her. What? Yes. So it wasn't a lot of outlets. And I took this from Delish, but a lot of British outlets, like uh, the Daily Mail, wrote about this. I think her trainer was on a talk show in Britain. (laughs) You're shaking your head. (laughs) Just because. I'm just like thousand calories. So this is why it's even a news item. So this, the personal trainer, was on this talk show and revealed one of her clients' personal information. and. That it was so restrictive like it didn't include anything nutritious but yeah, included red, red wine and coffee which listen i mean both of I those thrive on both of them but
1: 1000 calories so Adele didn't say anything about this but this was the, the trainer, trainer. So the trainer, so Adele allegedly yeah. did this to lose her oh, weight. Definitely oh, definitely okay. alleged. <laughs> yeah. Dang. Okay. Well, yeah. So I lost. Is there like a like a bonus
0: or whatever? You I call was going it? to give you yeah. a bonus question. All right. <laughs> okay. here, here's here's a bonus question. <laughs> okay. In damn, Kanye- pop culture is my thing. <laughs> Listen, I you see that I had a little bit of a fitness theme. Yes, here? Okay. I see. I see. Okay. So in Kanye West's music video. Mm-hmm. Workout plan. Okay. I think back. <laughs> uh, One and two and three and four. And okay. get those hitters mm-hmm. mm-hmm. running. Okay, we don't okay, have Yeah, <laughs> Do your
1: crunches like this. So okay. there's
0: a scene in the video where there's an option for future fathers, right? Oh, okay, so first is we can oh. just stop right there.
1: <laughs> Brit, no. Like, it j- it's just like, again, and I hate to blame my
0: kids, but yes, I j- it's just not, on, my, you, I don't. Well, we're done. <laughs> yeah. <it's laughs> we don't have to do it. I don't, my memory. Donald Trump was in. The video, Wait, okay. Let me. See. You're not gonna do it. Let's do it, okay. but just. I mean, it. Okay. Like, of ask the future me options. what happened last okay. week. Of the and future I options. Okay. For a potential mm-hmm. suitor father option, tell me which one wasn't there. Was I, not there. I already gave you one. Okay. 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 Donald Trump. Okay. Bill Gates. Jeff Bezos. Okay. Puff Daddy and Jay Z. Which one of those were not in the video? Here's
1: what's funny, Michaela. Like, w- what? Like, I don't even well, remember no, 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 these. Wait, wait. Okay. It
0: wasn't. It was a cardboard cutout. Okay. They okay. It was okay. like an mm-hmm. obstacle course. Okay. And you had to get past this selection. Okay. Of potential suitors.
1: So who? So name one more person that was not there. So which one wasn't there? Okay. Okay. So um, I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna go with Amazon because what? Like he like Amazon wasn't like this big machine. Dang it! I should have picked someone else. Exactly.
0: Got her. All right. Mm, 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 mm. So yeah. Bam. You won. (laughs) Two for two. Did I? Yeah. Did I? You got two. two? I, no, yeah, it was a tie. I, okay. All right. <laughs> Thank you. I you take, take, it, it, take it. Take it. Take it. Take I'll it. Take it. I'm not as
1: big of a loser as I would have been <laughs> had you not given me both. that was
0: like a show with trash. Jill, my trash. A lot of people. Are trash. That. Okay. Trash. These trash. All right. We can stop right there. Yeah. You won. Faux or fashion? Ding, 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 ding. I'm all doing right. a dance. You can't see it, but I <laughs> am. It was a great so dance. So excited. Yeah. Social media. Where can people find you? Where can yeah. you do the things the that things. people do okay. on the internet?
1: So on Instagram, you can find me at Kendra K-I-N-D-R-A-X-O-X-O.
0: And the gym. The
1: gym is Iconoclast Fitness, and we are at N Y C. You can literally find us at 210 Fifth Avenue right across the street from Madison Square Park come and see us one-on-one private training nutrition transformations good vibes all those things we are a black owned and proud business and we love our clients and we love seeing people transform themselves and being a part of their journey so if there's anything any guidance any support or you just need a, a dope community please reach out